hello everybody welcome to the down south it podcast my name is clark we made it to the end you guys this is the season finale of season four so get ready on we're gonna have some fun today coming to you live well not live but kind of coming to you from the heart of cajun country in south louisiana where when you get off the interstate time seems to slow down for some reason but in a good way so once again this is the season finale and being that it is the season finale it's going to be something a little bit different so just to let you know it's going to be august 4th is going to be when the new season starts so it'll be a couple of weeks so i normally take off a little bit of time during the summer so just to kind of recharge and get ready to rock and roll for the rest of the year so while we're doing that i will be doing all of the defender episodes you know all of the defender newsletters and again that's going to be posted on the website but i did change the way i did that a little bit instead of using the space for the quote-unquote blog which i was doing but not really doing so instead i basically changed over the blog to the defender newsletter so that way it'll be a little bit easier for me to get things going and get the, the articles done and everything like that it's a little bit quicker on my side but I'll still, of course, let relay to y'all whenever everything gets up and if there's a new episode or not or new uh, new article. So there's always plenty of stuff going on that can <laughs> that warrants being in that newsletter. So, but I'll I'll definitely keep y'all up to date on that. So, and of course, that is on the website www.downsouthitpodcast.com. So go ahead over there and go check that out along with all the other stuff on there. There's a ton of stuff on there, a bunch of videos. All the videos from the YouTube channel are linked on there as well. All the different articles, show prep, all the back episodes. So I have a, the player right there on the homepage. You can hit it, hit it up and catch every episode if you missed anything. So don't forget to do that. Also, I will be stu- still doing the My Two Cents clips, which, you know, those are the five to six minute basically rants on different things that happen in tech during the, the course of the, the time, the week or whatever. I will be still doing those and posting those. So nothing's going to change with that. So when something does happen, you will know about it and you'll get my two cents. Hint, hint. Also, I do have a new Bluetooth speaker that I will be reviewing fairly soon. So look out for that video. And of course, where do you find that video? It's on the YouTube channel. So don't forget to go check that out. Search Down South IT Podcast for, for me and hit subscribe. That way I can make sure that you stop by and that you like the videos. And while you're there, you can also, well, not while you're there, but at least while you're perusing the internet, you can also go check out the Facebook page at Down South IT. Normally when I do post things, that's the first place that everything gets posted. So if you want to be in the know, that's the place to go. Now, today's show, like I said, is going to be a little bit different in that I want to give you the best of the best so far in 2020. Now, these are going to be the tops so far for smartphones, laptops, and tablets. So if you are in the market, and some of you might be, and you might be looking at a top tier device. So if you're doing that, look no further. I have them all in one place for you. Again, all of this is going to be up on the show prep. So click on the link right underneath the embedded player on the homepage of the website. You can check it out. I have everything listed there. All the devices, prices, specs, the whole nine. 
everything will be there so you can go peruse it at your leisure now granted all of these devices are going to be that i'm talking about are going to be in no particular order okay i'm not being paid to tell you about anything specific these are compiled by me based on comments reviews different research that i did over the internet to find the best ones that i could so with that said disclaimer is now out of the way let's kind of get into it i'm gonna start off with smartphones because these days just about everybody has one now while desktops and cpu and graphic card announcements have been pretty much dominating the headlines lately i can honestly say that the way that intel and amd been duking it out the past few months that's been highly entertaining but because of the covid 19 virus and a lot of other things going on right now two of the biggest platforms that are used every year for smartphone announcements were canceled that being ces out in las vegas and mobile world congress in barcelona they had a lot of others as well that that canceled like google's io which was actually just scheduled like last week game developers conference the y combinator Dem demo day south by southwest all of these are very high platforms that people use to announce new products and we didn't have that so a lot of the companies did their own announcements and they didn't do it with quite the pomp and circumstance that you know they do it at these big conferences so that made some of these fly under the radar a little bit so let's just jump in and again these are in no particular order and we're going to go ahead and start with smartphones and I'm going to start off with, of course, the Galaxy S20. These start off around $1,000. You can sometimes find deals on them. The 6.2 inch, 32 by 1440 pixel, 550, 566 pixels per square inch. They have a 120 hertz dynamic AMOLED screen, 4,000 milliamp battery, top of the line Snapdragon 865 processor, which is 5G ready. 12 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, expandable up to one terabyte with a SD card. Big thing with these is that they have the triple camera setup, a 12 megapixel main camera with optical image stabilization, a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera, and a 64 megapixel telephoto lens. This one, uh, I'm not sure how the telephoto actually, I mean, I'm sure it works in practice, but you know, the other two you could probably get by with. <laughs> uh, it also has a 10 megapixel front camera, records 8K video at 24 frames per second, 4K video at 60 frames per second, and regular HD 1080 at 240 frames per second, so you can actually get slow motion. Uh, this one also comes with face uh, the face ID unlock and an ultrasonic underscreen fingerprint reader. Uh, it comes with Bluetooth 5, it's IP68 rated, weighs about 5.7 ounces, give or take, a little bit on the, actually fairly on the light side for what you're getting. Comes with AX Wi-Fi, so that's Wi-Fi 6, and also has USB 3.1, and it's a Type-C charger. I think this one also has wireless charging also, so from Samsung, that's probably going to be one of the best if not the best that they've come out with as far as the galaxy line except for possibly one that i will talk about soon next up is the iphone se 2020 or iphone se 2 however you want to say it i'm still debating on whether or not why they decided to go with that name rather than something else 
But hey, I guess that's above my pay grade. So we're going to get into it. The SE2020 is going to start off at $399, which is a damn good price for any phone. Uh, these are a little bit smaller than the last version of the iPhones, and I'll get to that in a little while also. But they have a 1334 by 750 pixel screen, 326 pixels per square inch. It's a 4.7 inch screen. It's an IPS panel. So you won't get quite the deep blacks that you will from an AMOLED or uh, OLED panel, but hey. Apple's retina displays usually don't disappoint. Comes with the A13 Bionic processor, which is the same processor that's in the A, the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. So as far as CPU horsepower goes, you can't get too much better, better than this. Has three gigabytes of RAM, 64 gigs of storage, which is not upgradable. Has an 1820 milliamp battery, which is kinda on the small side, but being that it's a small screen, it's not terrible. Has a single 12, 12 megapixel camera with optical image stabilization, seven meg megapixel front camera. And the, this one's gonna run you just a hair over five, oun five ounces, it's 5.2 actually. These are IP IP67 rated and has Bluetooth 5, AX Wi-Fi, and uses the lightning charger. I'm still waiting for Apple to get on the USB-C train, but obviously they don't wanna do that. So it is what it is. Next up is the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus. This one runs at $1,100. It's a 6.8 inch, 3,040 by 1,440 pixel screen, 498 pixel per square inch dynamic AMOLED screen. So you're gonna get those good deep blacks. In fact, the screen on this thing is pretty much the focal point because the screen on this one is just about amazing. Uh, it has a Qualcomm Snapdragon 855 in it, so not quite the 865 that the uh, the S20 has, but still plenty of horsepower. Comes with 12 gigs of RAM, 256 uh, gigs of storage, up to two terabytes with the SD card slot. Comes with a 4300 milliamp battery, so you get a massive battery in this thing. But the big draw with this one is the quad camera setup. It has a 12 megapixel main camera with optical image stabilization a 12 megapixel telephoto lens and a 16 megapixel ultra wide. The fourth camera is actually a 0.3 megapixel depth, depth sensor. So that helps, you know, with all of the, the focusing and that type of thing. So it is a, technically a quad camera setup, but you actually only get three cameras to work with. It has a 10 megapixel front shooter, records 4K at 60 frames per second, regular HD video at 240. Comes in at 6.9 ounces, so it's a little more hefty than the other ones, but it is a bigger phone, and it does have a much bigger battery. IP68 rated, Bluetooth 5, and USB Type-C charging as well. Also has the face unlock and ultra screen, ultrasonic screen, underscreen fingerprint sensor. Bah, can't read it anymore. And also talking about the A13 Bionic chip. Comes in at my next phone, which is the iPhone 11. And this one starts off at $699. And the only reason I have this one rather than the Pro is because mainly you're not getting that much more value with the Pro than you are with the regular iPhone 11. So this one to me is a much, much better value. So if I was a Apple person, which everybody knows I am an Android user, if I was Apple, I would probably steer 
I would probably go more with this one than the Pro, mainly just because of the value add that you're not really getting with the Pro. So this one comes, the iPhone 11, so like I say, starts off at $699, has a 6.1 inch liquid retina LCD, which is 1792 by 828 pixels, and it's 326 pixels per square inch. It's a 6.84 ounce with uh, a 3110 milliamp battery. So it's not a extremely big battery for the size of the phone that it is because a 6.8 inch phone is a 6.1 inch phone. Sorry, is fairly big in the hand. So only having a, a 3100 milliamp battery is a little on the, the, the shy side. If you ask me, they come with 64 200, up to 256 gigs of storage, four gigs of RAM. Again, has the A13 Bionic uh, CPU in it. Has a dual camera setup rather than the triple camera setup of the Pro, but this one has the 12 megapixel main shooter with optical image stabilization and the 12 megapixel ultra wide camera. Also has a 12 megapixel front shooter. Comes in with 4K recording at 60 frames per second. Regular HD 1080 recording at up to 240. It's IP68 rated, Bluetooth 5, lightning charging. Again, I'm still waiting, Apple. I'm still waiting. And also has AX Wi-Fi built in. So you'll be able to get that Wi-Fi 6 goodness if you decide to go that route. And lastly for cell phones is going to be the OnePlus 8 Pro. And this one starts at $899. It's a 6.8-inch phone. It's a huge phone. And it's a 3168 by 1440 pixel, so it's round about the same size as the Note. In fact, it's a little, uh, slightly bigger, not not very much, but slightly bigger. And this one is a AMOLED screen also, so you get a really, really nice uh, display on it. 513 pixels per square inch, 120 hertz refresh rate with HDR certification. So this one's actually a HDR device. Snapdragon 865, so you get that extra little bit of horsepower, plus it's 5G ready. 8 gigabytes of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. This one, unfortunately, is not expandable. Does have a huge 4510 milliamp battery. Has warp wireless charging and a USB-C charging if you decide to go that route. But the warp charging is just their version of quick charge. And I think it's a 45 watt charger on this one. So, I mean, it's a really crazy fast charger on this thing. Comes with a quad camera setup, 48 megapixel main shooter with optical image stabilization, eight megapixel telephoto lens and a 48 megapixel ultra wide camera. Also has a five megapixel color filter. Video recording is uh, at 4K is gonna be 60 frames a second. Regular HD recording is at 240, and both of those with optical image stabilization also. Has a 16 megapixel front shooter. It's 7.02 ounces, so just over 7 ounces, IP68 rated. Has an in-screen fingerprint reader and AX Wi-Fi built in. Again, with this one, the display is the star of the show, obviously, with this one. There are, from what I've read, a few little hiccups with it as far as... The uh, camera being not quite up to par with the Galaxy Note and Galaxy S20. But just because they're not of the Samsung Galaxy variety and not up to quite that standard does not mean they are slouch. So this one actually, it, ha it has a really nice camera setup, but it's just the, pro the software processing on the back end makes it a 
not quite up to that Samsung level, but it gets fairly, fairly close. Now, of these five, I would probably put give my pick to the OnePlus 8 only because I'm not a huge Samsung fan of their UI. I do like their products. They do have a lot of good hardware, but I'm not a good I'm not a fan of their UI. OnePlus normally keeps everything fairly stock and fairly vanilla. So if I had to pick one out of these five, it would probably be the OnePlus 8 Pro. Now, moving up to laptops, we're going to kind of diverge a little bit. And first up is going to be the Asus Zephyrus G14. Now, this one is a interesting laptop because this is the first one that Asus decided to forego using an Intel chip in favor of an AMD, AMD chip. So using the AMD chipset, it's a nice little laptop, I can honestly say. So we're going to go in, and this one is a 14-inch laptop, 1920 by 1080 pixels, 120-inch IPS panel, 120 hertz IPS panel, excuse me. Comes with the Ryzen 9 4900HS. It's an 8-core, 16-thread CPU. Also comes with the GeForce RTX 2060 Max-Q graphics on board, 16 gigs of RAM, which is at 3200 megahertz and comes with a one terabyte M.2 NVMe SSD has AX Wi-Fi, Bluetooth five and only weighs three and a half pounds. So if you're looking for an Ultrabook, this is going to be the one you look at has great IO on it has a USB 3.2 type C gen two port with display port 1.4 USB uh, 3.2, just a regular type C also has a three USB three uh, type A Gen one and an HDMI three and a half millimeter headphone microphone combo jack comes with a 180 watt power adapter. It's rated for about seven and a half to eight hours of battery life, depending on how you use it. But the thing with this one is with this Ryzen CPU and that RTX 2060, this thing can pretty much handle just about anything that you want to do with it. Whether you want to do some light to mid, maybe even a little bit of heavy gaming. If you have a lot of photo or video editing you can do. I mean, if you want to get into the weeds, this might be the one that you need to look into. Because this one is going to run through it like a tank and it's going to be great. Again, that's the Asus Zephyrus G14. These start off at $1449, give or take. And you might be able to find them on sale for a little bit less. And moving right along, we get to the Apple MacBook Pro 16 inch for 2020. These, the one that, that I priced out actually was $21.95. It's not the, the latest and greatest and biggest you can get from Apple because you can certainly get to some crazy prices when you start getting into building your own Apple device. So I kind of stuck with something in mid range, and this one is a 16 inch. Retina IPS display, it's a 30 by 72 by 1920, 60 hertz uh, refresh rate, comes with an Intel i7-9750H, or you could bump it up to an i9-9980HK if you really wanted to. Storage, you can go from 512 up to 8 terabytes, 16 up to 64 gigs of 2666 megahertz RAM. The two different versions do come with Radeon Pro graphics. You could either get a 5300M or a 5500M, depending on your, your taste. Comes with four Thunderbolt 3 ports for charging, display, data, 
and USB 3.1 Gen 2. This is the best thing about probably this particular laptop is the fact that the keyboard switches are finally something different. They got rid of the butterfly switches in the Apple MacBook Pro and finally went with scissor switches, which are so much more comfortable when you're typing. I just hated those other ones. It was so bad. It was so terrible. But you really couldn't do anything. So, you know, like I said, I'm not really an Apple guy, but even even I, with all of the different keyboards that I've tried, that keyboard was completely and utterly horrible. So thank you, Apple, for one one time at least listening to most people and switching these up and going to those new switches. So that'll definitely help out and think, makes things a lot more comfortable. It has AC Wi-Fi built in. So don't get Wi-Fi 6, but hey, you still get really good connectivity. Bluetooth 5, a 720p FaceTime camera, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. It's rated for up to... 10 hours of battery life on light usage, depending on like, again, that's how you use it and how things are set up. I would probably put it between eight and nine. If you, you know, light use has a 96 watt power adapter and comes in at 4.3 pounds. So that aluminum chassis does give it a little bit of heft, but the build quality is always with anything. Apple is going to be top notch. So if you want to do anything graphic wise, I would definitely lean toward this one especially if you do anything with Pro Tools, if you do anything with Adobe Premiere, anything like that, this is gonna be the way to do it on the go. Next up is the Dell XPS 13. These start at 1199, and then obviously this is gonna be for the base model. They go up significantly from there. Uh, they come with, this one that I priced out comes up with a 13.4 inch Full HD Plus screen, uh, Infinity Edge screen, it's a 1920 by 1080 comes with an Intel i5-1035G1 with Intel UHD graphics built in, 8 gigs of RAM, 256 gig uh, M.2 NVMe SSD, comes with killer AX Wi-Fi and Bluetooth 5.1 uh, on board. And if you weren't aware, the killer brand of Wi-Fi components and cards uh, and NIC cards and different things like that, Intel actually just bought them out. So... I'm not sure exactly how that's going to play out with their branding and everything like that. It is still branded on this one as a killer AX Wi-Fi card, but be in the future, I think it's probably going to just switch to Intel Wi-Fi. I'm not sure. Got to kind of wait and see on that one. It has a 52 watt hour battery with 11 plus hours of battery life rated. It has fairly decent IO on it. it has a Thunderbolt 3 port. Three and a half millimeter headphone microphone combo jack, Thunderbolt 3 with display and power delivery, and a micro SD card reader. Comes in at a measly 2.65 pounds. That's tiny for a laptop. But hey, you get a lot of power in that little bitty laptop. So up next is the HP Spectre X360 13T. This is starting at $1050, so $1,050. It's a 13.3 inch full HD IPS panel, 1920 by 1080. It has the HP HDIR camera array built into it with dual array microphones. Comes with the Intel i5 1035G4 plus the Intel Iris Plus graphics built in. 8 gigs of RAM, 256 gig NVMe SSD, a 60 watt hour battery with fast charging, 
65 watt power adapter and it's rated for between 10 and 11 hours of battery life depending on use does have a fully backlit keyboard intel ax wi-fi with bluetooth 5 built in uh, the io for it's actually fairly good also has two thunderbolt 3 usb 3.1 gen 2 type c ports for data display power delivery and charging also has a usb gen 1 type a port has a three and a half millimeter headphone microphone jack combo and a micro sd card reader comes in at only 2.88 pounds so it's a again this one is a little one it's you know kind of in that ultrabook category but one other couple of cool other things with this one it actually does have a physical microphone mute key and a physical webcam kill switch so that's not something you see normally on different laptops and things like that but this one actually has physical buttons for it so that's actually kind of cool especially with as as many video calls and zoom meetings and different things that we're doing right now that might actually be quite handy and last up in the laptop category is the Acer Swift 3. This one's kind of being more in the budget realm, but it packs a lot of power in it. This one comes in at $699. It's an Intel i5-1035G1 with Intel UHD graphics built in also. 8 gigs of RAM, 14-inch, 1920-1080 IPS display. Comes with a 512-gigabyte NVMe SSD. AX Wi-Fi and Bluetooth 5 are both standard. 720p front camera has fairly decent I/O, not nothing crazy. It has a USB 2.0 Type A, a USB 3 Type A, Thunderbolt 3 Type C port, and an HDMI. Has a backlit LED keyboard. Comes up with about seven and a half hours of battery life, depending on your use. A 48 watt hour battery and a 45 watt power brick. So this one's kind of a little bit on the, I would say it's not necessarily a budget side because 699 is not exactly a budget laptop. But for the price, you're getting a lot for this. Now, granted, this, this laptop here is not exactly, it ain't going to win any design contest because it's fairly plain. But like I said, for the money, this is a lot of horsepower that you're getting under this thing that you can use for just about anything that you want to use. Now, if I had to pick my top for these five laptops, would mine would probably go with the Zephyrus G14 just for the mere fact of it can do damn near anything. <laughs> I mean, you can you can throw just about anything you want to at this particular laptop and it will be able to handle it like a champ. So that would be my my pick just for the mere fact of it being the best probably all around laptop that you could buy today. Now, moving on to tablets, which itself is actually becoming a really, really, it's an interesting thing because tablets are kind of on, I wouldn't say on the way out, but they're just so, it's either really, really good top manufactured tablets or really, really crappy, like $20 tablets. There's not a whole lot in between anymore. So I don't know. You know what happened to that mid-range segment but everything's either way cheap or way expensive so i don't know well uh, that'll be for another show um, i imagine but to get into it we'll start off with the amazon fire hd these start off at 150 bucks it's a 10.1 inch tablet 1920 by 1200 
They come with two gigs of RAM, 32 gigs of storage, and a micro SD card slot if you want to expand that out. Comes with a MediaTek MT8183 processor, AC Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, 3.5mm headphone jack, 6300 milliamp battery, which is huge for this that size of tablet, to be honest. USB Type-C charging, 2 megapixel main camera, and a 2 megapixel front shooter. Comes in at 17.9 ounces, is only 0.4 inches thick. So just shy of half an inch thick. So it's a little bit of a thick boy, but it's got a big battery. So this thing will last you a good little while while you're watching all of those movies from Amazon Prime. Next up is the Apple iPad Pro 11 inch, starting off at 799 bucks. This is a 11 inch, 2388 by 1688 pixel retina display. Comes in at 264 pixels per square inch. Has the not quite as up-to-date A13 Bionic chipset. It has the A12Z Bionic chipset, so it's the next step back down. But hey, it's still a one hell of a chipset on there. Comes up with 128 gigabytes of storage, six gigs of RAM, a 28.6 watt hour battery, 18 watt USB Type-C charger. Thank you, Apple, you actually listened, at least on something. Will give you about 10 hours of battery life, depending on your use. Has dual cameras on it, has a 12 megapixel main camera with optical image stabilization, and a 10 megapixel ultra wide camera. It also has a LiDAR sensor on the back for augmented reality apps and different things like that. So it has that built into to that same camera sensor. It looks like a third camera, but it's actually not. Comes up with 4K recording at 60 frames per second, HD recording at 120 frames per second. Uh, you can take eight megapixel pictures while you're recording 4K video. So that's kind of nifty. You don't see that very often. Usually it's one or the other. Has a seven megapixel front shooter, AX Wi-Fi, Bluetooth 5, and also has avail available cellular connection if you decide you want to put a SIM card in it and go that route. So you could do have 4G available with it also. These come in at 0 .2 inch, 0 0.23 inches thick and just a hair over one pound so it's 16.6 ounces so it's just a just just over one pound for that tablet again with the aluminum chassis on these and the build quality and everything you're not going to get too much better than an ipad so that little bit of weight actually makes it feel really good in the hand and you, these are available with the magic key the magic keyboard and these are the adjustable ones with the usb type c port so you can charge it while it's actually on the case, magnet magnetically stuck to the case. You can get one of the pick one of those up for one seventy nine, and if you decide you want to get the stylus, also called the Apple Pencil, you could get that for one twenty nine. Next up is going to be the Microsoft Surface Pro Seven, and the one I looked at actually had the type case with the uh, touchpad that came with it for seven ninety nine which is actually a pretty good damn price considering for a Surface tablet. It's a 12.3 inch pixel sense display. It's 2,736 pixels by 1,824 pixels, 267 pixels per square inch. It's a 10th gen i5 1035G4 with Intel Iris Plus graphics built in, 128 gigs of storage, eight gigs of RAM, uh, eight megapixel rear shooter with 1080 video recording, and also has a five megapixel front shooter and Windows Hello authentication cameras. 
the IO on it is actually a lot better than most tablets because this is technically kind of a hybrid, but has a USB type C, a USB type A, three and a half millimeter headphone jack, the Surface Connect port, and a micro SD card reader. Comes with AX Wi-Fi and Bluetooth 5, only 0.33 inches thick. So not too much thicker than the iPad and 1.7 pounds, but it is a little bit heftier because it has a bigger battery. It's a 43.2 watt hour battery, comes with a 65 watt charger. You can actually charge this version with the USB-C port if you have a charger that's at least five volt and two amp. So if you, have, if you forget your regular surface charger, you can charge it with the USB-C port if you have a strong enough charger to be able to do it. It'll do a slow charge, but at least it'll charge. Uh, if you do want to get the stylus with this one, it's also sold separately and they run between 80 and 90 bucks. Even though you could get a very nice version of it, you know, on Amazon or something like that. But next up is the Samsung Galaxy Tab S6. There's not a whole lot of Android tablets out there that are terribly great. But Samsung's one of the last ones to actually keep making them. And the ones that they do actually are really, really good. Uh, the S6 starts at 549. It's a 10, 10 and a half inch screen, 2560 by 1600 pixels, super AMOLED. So the screen is going to be gorgeous, good blacks, vibrant colors, has an in-screen fingerprint reader, Snapdragon 855 chipset, 128 gigs of storage, six gigs of RAM, and you can expand the storage with the SD card slot. I think you can expand it up to one terabyte. Uh, it has a 13 megapixel rear camera and an eight megapixel front shooter. It also has an 8 megapixel ultra wide camera on the back. But one thing that stood out to me is the battery on this one 7,040 milliamp battery. That is a huge battery. No matter what kind of tablet you got, it is a huge battery. And it also has a USB Type C charger. Comes in at 14.8 ounces. So it's a little bit smaller than the iPad, and it's going to be actually a little bit lighter than the iPad but the the battery on it is freaking immense so you can't blame it for being a little bit on the heavy side good thing is with this one also the s pen or the stylus is included so you don't have to buy it separate which is nice it comes with ac wi-fi and bluetooth 5. and last but not least the asus zenpad 3s 10. this one starts off about 350 bucks it's a 9.7 inch QXGA IPS panel with 1536 by 2048 resolution. Has a MediaTek 8176 dual core plus a 1.7 gigahertz quad core graphics processor built in. So it's only a dual core, but hey, this thing is still snappy. Comes with 64 gigs of storage, four gigs of RAM, AC Wi-Fi, Bluetooth 4.2, five megapixel front shooter, 8 megapixel rear camera that supports 1080p recording. Comes with a USB-C 2.0 for charging and data. 3.5 millimeter headset and microphone combo jack. Micro SD card reader. And is rated for a 10 hours of battery life from the 22 watt hour battery. And it's just a, just a hair under 1 pound, so it's 15 ounces. And only 0.22 inches thick. So this one and the same, the Galaxy Tab S6 are actually the same thickness, but you do get a little bit more tablet with the S6. So of these, I would probably 
to give my pick would either have to go with the Galaxy Tab S6 or the Microsoft Surface Pro 7. It kind of depends on what mood I'm in, if I'm wanting to go full Windows tablet or if I want to go Android. But if I had to kind of, it would be a toss up between those two. And there you have it. That is the best of the best so far of 2020 in laptops, smartphones, and tablets. If you are happen to be in the market and looking to get something, you can definitely check this out. Again, go check on the website at the show prep. Look on the homepage of downsouthitpodcast.com right under the embedded player. Look for the show prep link and you'll see it right there. That way you can get all the specs, everything that I went through today. You can get all of it, pricing, the whole nine, everything will be there and you can peruse it at your leisure. Again, this is the season finale of season four. So please don't forget the new season will start on August 4th. So I'll be back with season five on August 4th. That again is on a Tuesday when these podcast drops. I'll still be doing the Defender newsletters like I always do. I'll still be doing the My Two Cents episodes and, you know, different reviews and different things like that. So I'm not really going away necessarily, but just the scheduled every two week podcast is going to take a break for a little while. So, but again, like I said, just for the summer, it's something that I do usually every year. So I will come back better and stronger and crazier than before. If that's at all possible, I'm not really sure. I'll have to ask the voices in my head. Also, while you're perusing the internet on the website, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. Just search Down South IT Podcast on there. Like and subscribe it if you don't mind. Check out the Facebook page at Down South IT. And you can also check out the podcast on pretty much any platform that you can find podcasts on now. But if you if you use a certain one that I do not have, that I'm not on right now, please send me an email, downsouthit at gmail.com. Let me know, and I will certainly do my best to get it on that platform for you. You can pretty much find it just about anywhere now. But, I mean, like I said, if I'm missing one or you use one specifically that I haven't found out about yet, please let me know. Either You can even hit me up on the website. All the way at the bottom, there's a, a little form at the bottom of the page that you can use to hit me up. Let me know. I will do my best to get the podcast up on that so you can enjoy it how you like. And as I like to end every podcast, paraphrase from Albert Hubbard, technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. Come back and see me on August 4th whenever the new season drops. I love you. I'll see you then. Until then, don't forget to hit me up on all of those different social medias that I'm on. I love you. I'll be back soon. We'll see y'all next time on the Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.